0: Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 84 of the podcast that was originally recorded on September 16th of 2015. Some of the games I played for the week, code names, Viticulture, I also played a little Armello, some Shroud, the Avatar, a little Ingenious on my phone, and then of course I talked about a couple of the games I want to play now. Enjoy the episode. good evening gamers and welcome to another episode of the what I'm playing now podcast my name is Joe Luzzi and welcome to episode 84 of the podcast hey as always send me some emails let me know what you're playing you can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com you can also follow me on Twitter at what I'm playing now don't forget to drop that G on Facebook just do a search for what I'm playing now Google Plus is plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast and then of course our Twitch channel which is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. All right, sorry for missing last week, but like I said for the past month things have been kind of crazy and hectic around here. I did get to play a few games last week. I think it was last week. Yeah, yeah, it was last week. I just didn't get to record anything. Let's jump into what I played then. So one of the first games I actually played when I made it down to my local game store is probably one of the new hot party games that's out. This is called Codenames. So I have to say, this is probably one of the better party games I've played so far this year. If if any of you are familiar with the concept of password or the game password from many years ago, then you'll understand this game very quickly. Basically, what you're going to do is you're going to divide up into two teams, and one spymaster will be heading each team. There will be 25 codename cards that will be placed in front of all the players which is, which are basically going to be put in a 5x5 five five square. On these cards, they will contain words that the spy masters are going to try to get their teammates to guess. And the words are basically written on kind of like facing both directions, so this way the spy masters as well as the players who are playing the agents, they can see the words. The two spy masters also have a card called a key card. And that basically shows them where their agents are within those 25 code named cards that are out on the table. From what I've seen in a lot of the pictures, I believe there's at least seven of these key cards in the box. I'm not too sure what the total amount is. But the really interesting thing about these cards is they can kind of be turned in all directions. So when you're looking at one, you can turn it clockwise, counterclockwise, and basically you can turn it to eat any side up. And that gives this game, I have a feeling, a lot of replay value. Besides that, there's a lot of randomness in the codename cards, which there are a lot of in the box. So I have a feeling there is never going to be two games of this that you are going to play that will be the same. So with the key card, it not only shows the words that must be guessed by the, by the blue and the red teams, but there's also pale squares on there, which are basically innocent bystanders. And there's also one square that has kind of like a black X in it, I believe it is. And that's the assassin, which you do not want your team to guess, like my team did, which I'll go into in a few minutes. But if you do... You basically, your team basically instantly loses the game. So the starting team that goes first has to guess nine words, and the second team that is second basically has to only guess eight words. The game starts out by basically one spymaster saying a word that he kind of wants his teammates to kind of think of and guess which words on the table will correspond to his clue. He also then gives a number after that word, so he can say, like, trees, two, as an example. So when he says the number, what he's trying to basically let his team know is that there's two matches or two words on the table that should match his clue. So this way they have a better understanding of what type of words they're trying to match up with his clue. The players basically start kind of guessing and they point to what they believe the spymaster is trying to tell them. And if they're correct, they put their agent's color over that card. And then they actually have an opportunity to take a free guess. If they're wrong, that team's turn ends. And the other team's turn starts. So if they guess one of the pale cards, you put a pale card over there. Or if they actually guess one of the opponent's cards, I believe you put the opponent's card on there. I'm trying to remember if that's how we played it or not. I only played it a couple of times that first night, so kind of foggy on a little bit of the rules. If you guess the assassin, like I kind of said, which happened to my team um, a little bit ago, you lose the game instantly. Basically, the first team to uncover all your agents wins the game. It's a great party game. I had a lot of fun with it. We had a, a... we pretty big group playing with us. I think there was probably about 8 to 10 people playing, and we had a blast. I gave a horrible first clue, of course, and the word I said, and I tried to get a little too greedy and go for too many matches... With my clue, and several people thought a little differently than I did, there was a word on the table that I hadn't even matched up with my clue, and of course it was the spy, and that was the first one they guessed. There's a lot of fun you can have with this game. We had a great time. We were actually extremely loud while we were playing this game down at the, down at the game store. I believe we were actually interrupting all the other gamers that were going on, but you know sometimes that happens, but it's a party game, and we just had a blast with it. And then the next game that I actually played is a game that I have been talking about for quite a while, and I can't believe that I was finally actually able to play it. It's a game that I've been wanting to get to the table for a while, and I don't know if I want to say I was able to get it to the table or if the game actually got me to the table, but that is Viticulture. Viticulture is a worker placement game and it's based on winemaking. We played with several of the expansions from the Tuscany set including the really nice fancy metal coins that the guy had uh, which were actually really nice as opposed to some of the cardboard coins that most of the games come with. So basically the game starts out by players figuring out where they want to start and they're starting on the start line. The way we do this and we do this with most of our games we basically pick up all the different colored meeples for one for everybody at the table and we drop them one at a time and that's basically how we kind of randomly do it. I'm sure there's a lot of different Gaming groups that do this different ways. People might roll dice, or they might just let somebody pick, you know, randomly or something. But that's how we start a lot of our games. One person will pick up all the one of each color and drop them randomly on the table, you know, one at a time, and that will basically be how we kind of figure out who the first person is. So, but when you figure out that who, who's going first, there's there's quite a bit to think about when you're playing Viticulture here because the earlier you start in the round, the better places you can place your workers on the board, but there's also a lot of free resources you can get if you actually go later in the in the round. So there's items like free gold cards, an assortment of other goodies that you can kind of really use throughout your turn, or actually in later's turn, later turns that you can use just by going later on. You know, in in the turn. So we actually had six people playing full table. It took us a while to get through the game. Half of us I think had were new players, and half were actually seasoned players or had actually played once before. So. There's actually four seasons on the game board since we were playing with the game board from the Tuscany expansion. And from what I can tell, it's definitely how you want to play the game. I've actually seen the board game that's out of the base Viticulture set and it does look like it. it's a little more stripped down and it doesn't have as many choices. But I have a feeling when I pick this game up and teach it to my wife, we're going to start out with just Viticulture and then go from there. So basically each season, you're going to have different actions that you can perform. And you really need to prepare for those later seasons on in the early season. So when you're playing in the spring, you really need to think about what you're going to be doing in summer, fall, and winter during that spring phase because it's all going to roll together. So just like most worker placement games, you start off with a set amount of workers. You can purchase more workers as the game does go on, and of course, that's going to let you accomplish more tasks. At the beginning of the game, I think we also play with the Mama and the Papa cards, and I believe that's where I got this bonus from, and the bonus I actually had was an additional worker on the first turn. Everybody basically got to turn those cards in at the beginning, and some people got additional resources or additional items or different things, you know, at the beginning of the game. I was really stoked to get that additional worker because I had a feeling that that would hopefully set me up to be able to do more things in that first turn. So I gladly accepted that token. So in this game, you're basically planting vines, which are basically trying to get your get you grapes. You're then collecting those grapes and turning them into wines. And then you're fulfilling orders as well as completing other tasks. You're buying additional items on your board, which are going to let you do different things. You may need a couple of different to purchase a couple of different locations, which will let you actually play different sort of wine cards or, or grape cards, I guess you, I should say. And it's there's, there's a lot of... A lot of things happening in this game, and there was a lot to learn, but it was a lot of fun. So the way we played, the winner was decided by victory points, and the end game condition was basically the first player to hit 25 victory points, and that signified the end of the game, and then all players, I believe, were able to complete one more turn. I had several cards early on that I traded on to go negative in my victory points, and that's one thing you can do um, to get some extra money and a few things er- you know, early on that I acquired. But it kind of seemed like during my mid-game, I just couldn't get my engine going, and I just kind of kind of stalled out, and everybody started getting more points, and then I didn't pick up till closer to the end of the game then. So I started out strong, kind of went down in the middle, because I really just wasn't too sure how to kind of get that engine going since it was my first time playing. But then towards the end, I kind of saw where the engine needed to be, and it was just too late at that time. So even though I really didn't do For what I would say very well in that game, I think I actually came in last. Sometimes that does happen. It was my first time, and I still really enjoyed it. I can see why so many people say, it's a great game, and I really can't wait to play this one again. I've actually taken a look through the Tuscany box, and there's just so many expansions you can add to the game. It's just kind of insane. I can see that you can pretty much quickly just need a much larger table than with all the additional pieces you're going to be putting out. And like I said earlier, when I teach this to my wife, when we get this game, we're going to be starting off with basically just the base viticulture set, even though... I've heard Tuscany adds so much to the game. I just want to start out with just base Viticulture, and then we'll add on an expansion here or there. I have a feeling changing out that base game board will probably be the first thing that we actually look to doing, because I've heard that that's pretty much the best way to play. So if you haven't had a chance to play this one yet, definitely try to find a friend with it. Head down to your game store, get a demo of it. It's an outstanding game. There's also one other thing I wanted to add about the game. If you purchase Viticulture now, you can purchase Viticulture and Tuscany separate. Now, there is a new game coming out, or I guess I should say a new a new product of the game coming out, and that's Viticulture Essentials. And what that is is it's basically the base Viticulture set as well as a couple of the expansions from Tuscany all going to be in this base Viticulture Ascension box. So if you already own Viticulture and you already own Tuscany, you pretty much have everything that is in Viticulture's Essentials. You don't need to purchase this. This is basically going to be for people who have not purchased the game yet or I don't even know if you would probably want to get this if you already have just the base Viticulture set because you're pretty much buying that twice to where you could probably just get Tuscany. Now, I would get Tuscany as soon as I can. I don't know if there's going to be a reprint of Tuscany or how they're working that, but definitely check this game out. I think the way I'm going to purchase it when I do pick this up is probably get Viticulture and Tuscany separate because I think I'd rather just have everything rather than just have part of the expansions that are in Tuscany. So that's just my thinking. I'll have to wait and see what everybody else thinks once the essential set game actually comes out and how it actually sells. I'm sure it's gonna sell really good. And looking at a lot of online stores, it seems like Viticulture's actually sold out in a couple of the online stores stores and I think even at my local game store it was sold out but I believe my local game store still had a copier to a Tuscany and some of the online stores did as well so if you're looking for the game now is probably a good time to get them all right let's jump over to a couple of video games that I played for the week one of the games I picked up on my PlayStation 4 last week the week before I can't remember I think I picked it up shortly after it came out and that's a game called Armello it's kind of like basically a board game played on the TV, in a video game style. So in this game, you're basically moving your character around the board. You will have different action points, I believe is what they call them, action points, activity points, that you can do on each turn. I believe the character that I was playing was the wolf character, the Thane, and I believe I basically had, I think it was like three action points I could do per turn so I can move him to a location and then perform an action some of the different actions you can do you can actually kind of like go down and search through a dungeon you can pick up these crystals you can fight these demons and fight the king's characters and there's just a lot going on in this game it's a big time strategy game basically set on a board game it's i've played it i played through the, through the tutorial once and i think i've played through the game twice the first time i played through the game after the tutorial i just was almost kind of lost from playing it because it had been like a week after playing the tutorial. And I actually played the game again last night and I did much better. I actually thought I was actually going to pull out the win for a few minutes, but towards the end, I just started dying a little too much. And that took away some of my points. And I think I missed winning by like one, one prestige point. So you basically win the game by, I think, I think it's most prestige points. I think there's also rot that you can win by, which is some of the I guess you could say the bad and evil things that happen in the game. And then the defeating the king, I think is another way you can also win. I was trying to defeat the king towards the end and trying to get into his castle. And when I fought one of his guards, I was able to kill the guard, but the guard killed me. And then I think a turn or so later before I could actually get back in there, one of the computer opponents actually won the game, so... It's a, it's a nice little board game. The graphics are really good. This was actually a game that was actually Kickstarted and I hadn't realized that. I think I had missed this on Kickstarter, but um, I had gone out there and looked at the Kickstarter and it was successful. You can get it on Steam, on the PS4. I'm not too sure all the other consoles that you can get it on. It may be on the Xbox One. I'm not 100% certain on that, but check out Armello if you like um, board games on the consoles. It's actually really good and I'm having a lot of fun with it and I, I'm hoping to actually get a couple of games in with my wife because I believe you can do multiplayer on that and I think, I think both both of us really enjoy this as as a little break from some of the other strategy types of games that we play on the consoles. All right, and then, of course... You know, everybody. I am still playing Shroud of the Avatar. I haven't been putting as much time into that this past week. I believe when I played a little bit over the weekend, I think I hit maybe hit maybe adventurer or level. I think it was level fifty two I've been doing a lot more with crafting and just trying to just learn learn more things about the game. I want to start actually doing some streams on this game and start going through some of the different dungeons and visiting a lot of the different towns and just some of the different areas that I just have not had a chance to sit down and just really go through. Maybe start doing a few quests and maybe come up with a couple of quest guides or something. Most of the time it seems like when I'm playing I'm usually out grinding and just trying to get levels. Now that I'm 52 I can pretty much defeat most of the things in the game it seems like. I'm not really going for the PvP aspect so I don't really feel like I'm going to spend much more time grinding. There's a lot more to the game I'd kind of like to see and maybe just test out right now. Uh, The use based skill system that they had switched over to that I talked about during the last podcast I think is working out really good. I'm kind of interested in the patch that will be coming out, I believe, in the next week and a half. Um, Not this Thursday, but next Thursday. That will include fishing. It's going to include musical instruments. And I believe there's also going to be rent payments that are actually going to be due for housing settlements, which is actually going to be very interesting if These will be the final numbers that they go with when the game goes live. From what I've heard, that's supposed to be added in there. I'm not 100% certain on that, but somebody mentioned to me that it was supposed to be there, so we'll see if it actually is. So far, I'm still liking that game a lot, playing it when I have a chance. And then for the final game that I actually played for the week, I played a little board game on my phone, and that's called Ingenious. I think I talked about this... Back around the time of tabletop day is when I actually played the actual physical board game edition of this, and Ingenious is basically a little game where you have a set of tiles that you're basically lying down and you're trying to match colors up to get points. It's it's a crazy little tile placement game that is just a lot of fun. It was actually a free game on the Amazon App Store as I was flipping through their underground that they now have on the Amazon App Store, which I had, have had on my phone for a little while, but I just really hadn't sat down and looked at a lot of the games. I was super stoked to see Ingenious on there. It's a game that I've had on my want list for a couple of months, and I just haven't paid the couple of bucks to pick it up. I also picked up Pandemic and played a game of that, but I want to play that a few more times before I talk about that one. But Ingenious was one that I was really looking forward to. It plays, the board game plays just like the actual, or the, the app plays just like the board game. So it's, it's a really good representation of it. Scoring is exactly the same. And I just had a lot of fun in playing this one, so I was really happy to actually get that on my phone. And hopefully I can get some multiplayer with my wife because I have a feeling she's going to like that game as well. So, all right, there we go. There are the games I played for the week, and hopefully I have more than just the Pathfinder Adventure card game coming up this weekend that I'm going to get under my belt. I have a couple of games that I've picked up that I'll be talking about in the What I Want to Play Now section that I can hopefully maybe get to the table and and actually learn, and maybe I'll talk about those next week. So, let's check in with what I want to play now. So, one of the games I picked up this past time I was down at my local game store, a little card game called Cthulhu Realms. So this is basically created by the guys who made Star Realms. They've cleaned it up a little bit, changed a few things. It can actually be played up with four players now, unlike Star Realms, which I believe is only a two-player game. Uh, And Cthulhu Realm basically has a lot of cards based around the Cthulhu mythos on it. I'm a huge Cthulhu fan, so when I heard this was coming out, and it was only, I think, like a $20 game or so. I was like, I'm going to need to pick this game up instantly. So I think I missed the first shipment that my local game store had, and they, he only had a couple copies in, so I told him when he got the second, his second shipment, and I wanted one of those, so he set one aside for me. So I was going through that game this past week. I got... About three quarters of the way through the rules before a bunch of things just started happening around the house and I just couldn't get get finished going through the rules or get an actual game in. So I'm hoping that this weekend I will be able to get through a game of that. I also have a little game on my horizon that I want to play called Planet Steam. One of the reasons I found about this game was, and I think I had mentioned this in a previous podcast when I had heard about the game Mule that was coming out in a board game fashion. Mule is a game I had played originally back on the Commodore 64. It's a great game, multiplayer game, that is a great strategy game. Planet Steam, from looking through Board Game Geek and reading a bunch of different things, a lot of people have said Planet Steam is kind of like a game that is similar to Mule, so I wanted to grab this game and see what it was like. So until the Mule game actually comes out, I'm hoping to get Planet Steam to the table and actually see how good that game is. It looks like it's pretty good. The components look pretty cool from what I've seen in a lot of the pictures. So I'm hoping to play that game, and those are two of the games i want to play now and hopefully like i said cthulhu realms is going to be the game that i'm going to be able to get to the table this week and maybe get some playthroughs in with my wife and we will be able to talk about that on the next podcast all right that is going to be it for today's podcast hey as always let me know what you're playing now Send those emails to whatimplayingnow at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at whatimplayingnow. Don't forget to drop that G on Facebook. Just do a search for whatimplayingnow. On Google+, Plus, it's plus.google.com slash the plus sign. What I'm Playing Now podcast. And then, of course, our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Hey, as always, thanks for listening. Don't forget to give me some likes or some reviews out on iTunes. Also, don't forget that I will be participating in the Extra Life for Kids this year. That will be November 7th. So if you go out to extralife.org, if you do a search for recess... That is the team that I am currently on. So if you do, if you look for my name, Joe Luzzi under the team Recess, R-E-C-E-S-S, you should be able to find me. I wouldn't mind getting a few more pledges in there right now because right now it looks like I'm kind of trailing some of the other team members. So if you actually would like to to watch and see what we're going to be doing on November 7th I am hopefully going to be streaming that out to Twitch so we should be doing 24 hours of board games and that should be a lot of fun so hey thanks for listening come back next week for another podcast and I'll catch you later thanks a lot everybody bye bye